Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Snap to Shadour. Drops. Scans. He's got time. Looking downfield. Now he's going right side of the end zone. Grab. Touchdown. Touchdown. Colorado. Tavares Dawson. The transfer out of Auburn. And the turnovers have resulted now in a field goal and a strike of 30 yards. And the bustling nine. Nothing of the Huskers with 235 to play in the second quarter. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. I almost want to, like, replay that highlight, uh, Colorado Radio Network. We talk about, like, voices on the show, like the, uh, the yes, but Sunday Conversation, brought to you by Firestone, or, like, the Westwood One voice, which is, like, really, like, deep and gravelly. That got... That guy's got a great set of pipes, whoever that play-by-play guy is. Jake, can you play, like, like five seconds, then we'll get to Colin? But, like, I feel like we need to, like, pay this off a little bit. Listen to this set of pipes here. Jake, play a little bit of this highlight again, please. Drops. Scans. He's got time. Looking downfield. Now he's going right side of the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. Colorado. 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 Sounds like I'm making French. those voices. I, listen, I'd I, I, I push a faceless person in front of a bus to sound like that. He's awesome. Uh, Joey Kanish will join us in 20 minutes. Anthony DeBundo coming up in 40. Lockmas, Ken's entire college football card still to come. Big-ass power hour on the way. All of our NFL bets for week two, NFL Sunday. But joining us right now on the Mount Rushmore of You Better You Bet guests, I think uh, this might be the, the, the first face, and it's a very handsome face. It is the great Colin Wilson from the Action Network. Uh, you got to be following Colin on Twitter if you aren't already, at underscore. Colin one Colin spelled with two L's. If you aren't, correct this grievous error immediately. And you got to check out the Big Bets on Campus podcast also, featuring Colin and our other two pals, Brett McMurphy and Stucky, who have also been on the show before. They all support us, support them. Check out Big Bets on Campus. And again, ActionNetwork.com and the app for all of Colin's bets and analysis. My friend, welcome back to You Better You Bet. Happy Football Friday. How's it going? I appreciate all the kind words, Nick. It's got to be the beard, right? I think it's the beard that really gets me on the Mount Rushmore. I'm not, I'm not really sure, but it's going gray fast. These college football lines are moving faster. I can't remember a season with some of the craziest steam that turns into bad beats. Like it, it's just been a crazy couple of weeks on the board for for college football. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember we were talking in Vegas last week, Colin, we shared a lot of the same bets. It's like, oh, like really, really disgusting beat on Texas Tech. Yeah, also they were six and then they were like four and a half right before the game. Just like I, I kept looking at the board on Saturday being like, am I looking at like the first half now? Like what? It's like it's like half of what it was before. It's just like really, really bizarre. Uh, and you, you mentioned steam and kind of like what direction lines are moving in, in Colorado's games. The steam seems to be going towards Colorado like like a lot, <laughs> like, all, like all the time, uh, 23 and a half against Colorado state 24. Now in some places, I was the sunglasses, Deion Sanders, all that stuff going on the last couple of days. I know you had a great line last week, Colin, when we talked to you about the Nebraska game, you were said, do you want to bet, uh, anything in this game? And you go, I, I can't bet against Colorado right now. Deion Sanders is like the hot shooter at the crap stable. Like I, like who, who would want to fade this guy? Like maybe he just keep, keeps going on this incredible run. Do you feel that way this week laying a big number against Colorado state? You want to fade Colorado when you find a team that can stop the one or two things Colorado can do. And the two things that Colorado does is on offense, they convert very long third downs with ridiculous circus plays. And on defense, they cause a lot of havoc. They'll have interceptions. They have timely fumbles. And so what you have to have is if you, if you want to fade them, you need a team that is disciplined with the ball, a team that's good on third downs, um, and a team that isn't going to let, you know, have a bunch of momentum-killing plays like penalties and turnovers. And that's just not what we're going to get with Colorado State. Colorado State, poor Mountain West team, uh, you know, they got just obliterated by Washington State. Now they have a bye. Now they're focused on this. And the best aspect about Colorado State is they do have two wide receivers, Justice Ross Simmons and Torrey Horton, that absolutely can fly. Um, they are filled with rocket fuel. They, their yards per route run are over three. They're some of the most explosive wide receivers in all of Mountain West, if not the G5. But, you know, they're switching to a, a younger quarterback, someone that got, you know, minimum number of snaps. He was okay uh, with what we saw against Washington State. The problem is, is there's just not enough offensive line here. There's not enough on the defensive side. Uh, to justify it, it's a number that I make 22 and a half. So I'm not rushing out to back, you know, Colorado or back Colorado State at this current number. But at the same time, if, if you're playing into the sunglasses, if you're paying, pl playing into, you know, Jay Norvell overstepped his bounds, there's going to be a lot of points here. And I think Colorado State can help that out because they are explosive on the outside. So I'm going to, you know, instead of backing Dion at the craft table, uh, I'm definitely not fading him here, but I'm going to play the over instead of backing the Buffaloes. All right, good stuff there from Colin on Colorado and Colorado State. Colin, let's go to the uh, the SEC. Tennessee, a five-and-a-half-point road favorite against Florida. Total here, 56-and-a-half. So Tennessee favored by five-and-a-half against the Gators. What do you have here? Yeah, I have Florida in this game. And, you know, I think you're getting a gift on the line. The line movement today is crossed back over back into six-and-a-halves out there. I can see on the board right now. So I would definitely scoop some of that. Um, and this is really all about – Every, this has nothing to do with historical reasons that Tennessee can't win in Gainesville. It's the fact that everything I've been saying about Joe Milton in this offense since I think back in March is, I think, finally going to come to fruition. This is a timing offense. This is a stretch spread that relies on the ball being on target on step seven of the wide receiver, and Joe Milton has never been able to do that. His adjusted completion percentage is down 13% from previous seasons. They've had, I think, six drops in their last game the accuracy is not there whatsoever. They're outside the top 100 of what's called a catchable ball, which means was it in a window that the wide receiver could have caught it? They're outside the top 100, which means the wide receivers are doing all the work here. And that's just not going to work when you go down to Gainesville and you're, you know, you are going to be outmatched in the trench on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Florida's going to be able to run and grind all day. And the defense is good enough to throw off that timing that, uh, that, that Tennessee has to have 
in their passing game. So I'm going to take Florida in the points, and I think they can win outright. Colin, it's obviously not not a great slate in terms of just like exciting games, ranked teams versus ranked teams. I'm sure, you know, ton of valuable bets. There's a ton of angles, ton of really good handicapping you can do, but it's not great. I, I want to use a question here, just something that that I've bet and that I just kind of want like to, you know, see if you see if you want to scrutinize it or see if you agree with it or not. The just from what I've watched, it's only been like two games in a week zero. And just what I've seen from some of the teams looking at the market, just looking at how we felt before the year. I, I just get closer and closer to feeling like Michigan might end up being the team that wins the national championship this year, which maybe sounds crazy. Georgia's going for three in a row. There are other very good teams. Florida State's really good. Texas is really good. Um, do you get any of that sense as well? Like, are you as in on Michigan as I am when it comes to making the playoff and maybe winning a national title this year? They can make the playoff. I, I think we've seen their ceiling. Um, I, you know, I think that they are very much a contender to win the Big Ten and, and to go to the playoff, but I haven't seen massive improvement in the numbers from the defensive side or from the offensive side that you could argue with the uh you know the uh the musical chairs that's going on with who's ever calling plays because of the suspensions that are going on that maybe we haven't seen michigan in full yet jj mccarthy is putting up great numbers but again they haven't really run into a defense that i would consider uh you know if i'm going to gauge them for the national title they certainly all that offense that we saw against tcu in the semifinal last year that's still there on this offense. So I, they can still be just as explosive. But the question is, is in the big games against Ohio State or when they play Penn State, are they? is Jim Knowles going to call a good defensive game? I mean, last year they were running cover zero and got burned by Ohio State. So this really isn't even about the players, Lockie. It's more about can this coaching staff pull it off in a big spot? Because we haven't seen it from Ryan Day in a national title game or a Big Ten matchup game in years. And we haven't, we definitely didn't see it from Jim Knowles, our defensive coordinator, who was the big outstanding hire a year ago. So I have, you know, no disrespect to the players of Michigan, but the coaches have a lot to prove. I just, I, I love nothing more than when guests on the show refer to Ken as Lockie. It really just like, <laughs> warms my soul. And Colin just or did Lock. that. I just want to say, like, I, re- I really appreciated it. I, I thought we it was We've known each great. other a Nick long time. He, he knew me before he knew my name was Ken, I think. Actually, <laughs> That's really great. Uh, Nick Nick and Lockie here. Phenomenal Football Friday, you better you bet. Talking college football for the weekend with the great Colin Wilson from the Action Network, host of the Big Bets on Campus podcast. Colin on Twitter at underscore Colin1. Colin spelled with two L's. A uh, lot of good games next week in college football. Not so much this week. So let's, uh, let's, let's take from the scraps here and see what valuable bets we can come up with. Colin, what do you have for us in Nebraska and Northern Illinois? Well, Nebraska is getting steamed right now because Jeff Sims is on the field taking snaps. That doesn't mean that he's going to play, but this is a very one-dimensional Nebraska offense and a very one-dimensional Nebraska defense. Uh, you know, 13 points is too much. I know that's out there in the market because Jeff Sims is actually on the field practicing right now, but I would take Northern Illinois here. They, You talk about a Jekyll and Hyde team from the MAC. This is it. But, uh, you know, Northern Illinois plays enough defense to be able to stop this run from Nebraska. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, they're going to be able to throw enough, too, to make this a game. So I definitely love uh, Northern Illinois getting all these points. And, and please, Jeff Sims, practice a little bit more because I, I, I will probably hit it again and take more Northern Illinois money. Colin, uh, what's a what's another kind of uh, maybe a little more high-profile game that you like? We went we went through a couple there. Like, eh, well, Florida-Tennessee, I guess, is high-profile. But Nebraska, Northern Illinois, you got Georgia laying a ton of points this week. You got LSU on the road, obviously, still trying to kind of get the bad taste in their mouths after what happened against Florida State. You got Penn State and Illinois. Some people think maybe that game could get a little weird. Penn State laying two touchdowns on the road. Any of those kind of high-profile games, anything stand out to you? Yeah, I mean, it, it, the board is just so 
gross kind of. I mean, we're all waiting for the big the big teams to meet up with each other next week. So you really have to kind of look at some of these big matchups in the Power Five and say, you know, is there is there a betting opportunity here? And I think there is in the Big Ten. And you mentioned Illinois, Penn State. I, I not only do I think Illinois is going to cover. I'm waiting to see if any additional steam comes in. I'm, I'll take any half point I can get above 14. I think Illinois can challenge them and 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 possibly ruin a team that I love so much to make the college football playoff in Penn State. So. Definitely upset alert there. And then did anybody else see what Northwestern did to UTEP last week? I mean, they scored over 40 points. All of a sudden, they have an offense now. I'm not sure that they should be 18, 17 and a half points as an underdog to Duke. Uh, you know, Duke doesn't have, uh, I would say, an offense that it can completely obliterate. Northwestern has not been bad on defense. Their coach was the defensive coordinator at North Dakota State. So uh, I, I love Northwestern and all these points. I, I really would not be shocked if they play Duke down to the wire. Love it. Uh, Colin, let's talk a little Heisman Trophy. Um, on Monday's edition of the show, uh, day one of Lochmas, as, as as it is here on, on You Better You Bet, tell us about the possibility that maybe just like, maybe Caleb's stats are just like so ridiculous that he actually does go back-to-back and win the Heisman Trophy again. Uh, where do you stand on the Heisman Trophy market at this point in time? Anyone stand out to you at the current numbers on the board? Well, Drake May is, not going to get enough votes because he's not going to put up enough stats because that's just the nature of that North Carolina offense these days. And, and that's what happens when you lose Phil Longo. So that is a victory in itself for Caleb. Uh, you know, when you look elsewhere, there's just, uh, there's not really anybody that's going to put up the same kind of numbers. Now, Bo Nix will, and the thing is, is all these Pac-12 quarterbacks, Shadura Sanders, Caleb, you know, Bo Nix, uh, Michael Penix, this is all going to work itself out because the team that wins is going to give the quarterback a big leg up you have to assume that that all falls into Caleb's uh, favor. I'm not coming around the bend here saying that Caleb is going to win, but there is a sentiment out there with some voters that I talked to that if, if Caleb's got the numbers and they make the Pac-12 championship game, someone's got to take it from him. Now, who could take it from J.J. McCarthy could take it from him. Drew Aller could take it from him. But it's going to take someone in the SEC or the Big Ten go into the championship game to take that away from Caleb right now. But I haven't said this all year. I haven't said this in seven or eight months. I didn't think this was ever Caleb's award to win, but it definitely is now. Colin, we got like a minute, 90 seconds to go. I know you kind of didn't love my idea that maybe Michigan would win the national championship. And you're right. Like, I mean, I don't know how you can watch the semifinal against TCU and be like, what a well-coached team that shows up in big situations. I, I totally get that. Um, I just, I kind of like them because I don't really like anybody else. Who, who do you like to win the national championship? Like, I actually think this is going to become a, if Georgia ever loses or keeps looking like, you know, in the first half, how they've been looking at some of these bad teams, maybe this becomes a conversation at some point. Is it as easy as it's just Georgia and it's three in a row? Do you like somebody that's not Michigan? We got about 60, 90 seconds to go. Some really interesting steam hitting South Carolina today, pushing that number down. It's uh, kind of shocking. And you know, the thing is, uh, Last year, Georgia slept walk through the first half of the schedule. Like I think they went to Kent against Kent State. They were almost tied at halftime one of the games last year. So it's like, when are they going to wake up and start playing the level and show us what they are? Because I think Carson Beck's actually a pretty good quarterback. But I'm going to stick. I mean, this week I made a bet on the national title, and it was Texas. And I already have plenty of investment on them to win the Big 12, and I'm not going to worry about that until the first weekend in December. But let's look at this. I wasn't sure if they could go into – Alabama and win that game but now that they have you've gotten the biggest hurdle on your entire schedule out of the way you're only I think 11 to 1 out there that can go right now I mean if we're talking about teams they are going to be ranked in the top four in the first college football playoff they have I think their look ahead line they're going to be plus uh, minus four against Oklahoma they're going to be minus six against Kansas State that's it that's all they have to play 
Nobody else has an easier path to make the college football playoff than Texas right now. Colin, amazing stuff as always here on the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Want everyone to follow him on Twitter at underscore Colin one, Colin spelled with two L's. Check out the Big Bets on Campus podcast along with our friends Brett McMurphy and Stucky. And check out his work, actionnetwork.com and on the Action Network app. My friends, sincerely appreciate it. I don't know if you were watching earlier, but The Rock telling Pat McAfee that uh, maybe WrestleMania 40 against Roman Reigns could be in the cards. Maybe we'll talk about that as we approach WrestleMania season coming up next April. But uh, until we meet again, Colin, wishing you the best of luck with your bets. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Nick. Talk to you guys soon. The great Colin Wilson joining us here on You Better, You Bet. Texas. I what, I just think it's it's interesting because the more that we like watch Georgia, and they're like they're awesome again. I just, are they like last two years awesome or are they like they can be had by somebody? And who is that? And who's the team that you like? I feel like there's no agreement right now among anybody. We'll talk about Georgia against Spencer Rattler in South Carolina in Lochmas coming up in a little bit. But coming up next, Joey Kanish, Pro Sports Better, talking college football and the NFL. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.